0: This show is dedicated to James Reed, JLR, or at Advisor, as you guys know him on Twitter, who recently passed away unexpectedly. Our thoughts and prayers are with his friends and his family, and this show is dedicated to you. Go Knights.
1: This is Mackenzie Milton. This is Steve Levy from ESPN, and you're listening to One Night Stand. One Night Stand.
0: This is One Night Stand. Presented by First Watch, the official breakfast and lunch sponsor of One Night Stand. What up, Night Nation? It's USF Hate Week. On today's show, we recap the... Kind of abysmal 17-14 loss to Navy. We preview the final chapter, at least for now, of the War on I-4. Talk a little bit about everything else that's going on in college football. And as always, Money Moose Picks, Moose
1: Mailbag. Speaking of, I'm here with... Money Moo UCF Welcome the Naval Academy to the bounce house for senior day. And better late than never, Mikey Keene found Javon Baker in the end zone for 26 yards for the first watch, first score. Congratulations to Tom Johnson for the closest guess Another second-time winner, so he knows the drill. He DM'd me and won a $25 gift card to first watch. Nice. That was pretty much the only highlight of the game as Navy played keep away and ran the clock out on the high-flying Knights. Final score, Navy 17, UCF 14.
0: Um, Got to be one of the worst losses in UCF history, in my opinion. Zero completed passes, but... We've got some breaking news, or as we like to call it, breaking moves. We're recording this right after the college football playoff rankings have come out. I'm still trying to figure out what's going on, but apparently, according to Brett McMurphy and Eric DeSalvo in the official Twitter account, all we have to do is win and we're in, which if you've been... Uh, We're into the conference championship game, which if you've been following all week, there was some weird thing with a computer tiebreaker if Houston doesn't win. I I have no idea. I didn't understand that. I didn't understand this, but we're going to have to address this first. Um, Sounds like we win and we play the winner of Tulane slash Cincinnati at their home field. Um,
1: Moo, instant reaction. What do we got? I really can't believe it. You know, ranked 22, only dropping two spots after a (laughs) pretty bad loss. Dude, how? (laughs) I mean, this pretty much confirms that they don't watch the games. It was a field goal loss for us. Um, But field goal loss is
0: is generous. It was was a stomping. Like, we sucked. We suck. We don't suck. We sucked in that game.
1: But I think we're getting... We are now on the other side of the P5 G5 debate. Like, yeah, every person that talks about UCF is like, Oh, they're going to the Big 12 next year, going to the Big 12 next year. It's like we're sort of getting that Big 12 respect even now before we're even in the conference. So, I'll take it, man. I'll take it. Win and we're in.
0: And that's what we were saying last week, and we thought that was all out the window after that lost to navy but you're definitely right and i think it's like half big 12 also half of the fact that we're like a household name with the playoff not being playoff eligible but you throw out you know last year and for the most part maybe the year before but we, we're we always kind of in the mix in the top 25 and like you said now we're getting the complete benefit of the doubt it's like oh they lost to navy i don't know Hiccup, not a big deal. ECU, not a big deal. We do have, working in our favor, a quality loss because Louisville ranked 25. So we actually have three ranked games. We have a close loss to Louisville and then two wins over Tulane and Cincinnati. And I don't know. I'd like to think this has something to do with the fact that RAD Terry Mohajer, he used to sit on the committee And I don't know, man. I don't think it's crazy to think that maybe, you know, he did someone a favor back in the day or maybe they just liked him being on the committee and they're like, oh, we'll throw UCF a bone so we don't have to go through the weird tiebreaker thing that was going to happen before we were ranked, which I I don't understand either. But I I don't know. You know, Terry's on the committee for a while. And the fact that we only dropped two spots is insane.
1: Uh (laughs) I, I to did have not see us coming. Over Cincinnati, a two-loss team. Now we do have, you know, the win over them, but still I feel like head to head, dude, and our our, you know,
0: two or no, one quality loss. I don't know. This just confirms, all right, so like everything that keeps us at 22 right now are the reasons we were upset by getting passed by like three-loss teams before because some of those three-loss teams, you know, back in 17-18, they'd have like one really good win over, like, a top-ten team, and then just blow a bunch of other games, and they just ignore that. They ignore it. And for the first time ever, we're on the other side of that. And it feels great.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like the three-loss Mississippi State was always ahead of us. Yeah. Even a couple times when we were undefeated. We're like Dude, we would, know,
0: <laughs> for- we would we would have a bye week and drop, like, five spots and get passed by a three-loss team that lost. Like, I don't know, but... It's um I don't know, it's a Thanksgiving miracle. There's no other way to put it. So win and we're
1: in. The key is to win. Thought that was going to be a lot easier to do this past week against Navy. Look the first drive Navy kind of came out and just did the, you know, 3-yard, 4-yard game. Had a big run. Their running back was a tank, man. Fofana. Haas. Like
0: yeah, and we we gave up so I was in the Bahamas and, you know, trying to watch from my phone, but there was like no service and also my phone got wet, so it wasn't wasn't working that well. If you're ever on a boat with me, don't put me in charge of the ropes or the docks or anything like that because I'll just like get stuck in no man's land and fall in, but I'm trying to watch it from my phone and I'm like, all right, we give up the signature first drive touchdown and I'm like, all right, we're good. We got this and then, I don't know, we just didn't do anything in the entire first half. Um, Or really, the whole game. Um, So we'll talk about the first half first. You know, they they go down, score. Um, I don't really know what we were doing um, at all.
1: Really, the whole game. But... (laughs) Well, we weren't running the ball effectively. Uh, I thought, you know, Harvey did a good job in the first half. But then second half, they, like, went away from running with him. We were um, we
0: were playing like we were down three touchdowns or something like that. Like having to th- it was a throw lo-
1: it was a lot of it was a lot of JRP throws, which we didn't need. We needed some JRP runs, runs Like
0: he two carries. That is a sin. Look, you can like one quarterback or the other, but if JRP's in the game, he needs to be running the ball. Especially if he's not throwing the ball well, which he wasn't. Although Harvey did have that one drop that was kind of bad, but I feel like he has kind of one of those every game. And I love the guy to death. I think he's the best running back on our team. But I don't know. It, like if it ain't working, just go back to just, you know, ground and pound. I, I don't know, man. I this loss is on Gus in my opinion. But you know, I just think that
1: you know, Gus, he he claims that JRP was injured, kind of dinged up over at halftime, although the fans in the stadium would have something else to say about that. Booed off the field at halftime with six points. Uh, sort of warranted for me, you know, this is a high-flying team. Navy has a terrible defense. They're, they gave up, you know, they've given up 30-plus in like five games <sighs> We were at home. It's the so crowd. Bad. I was very surprised at the crowd. Crowd was pretty decent for eleven AM. Uh it's usually not great for a noon, so I thought it was gonna be even worse for eleven AM. Especially for a Yeah, there was a like a yeah. not
0: ranked opponent, you know.
1: Obviously, you know, the students, I get it. Uh but usually they show up. So I'm not blaming anyone for that. So then Keen comes out and the crowd just Erupts for the second <laughs> for the second half. Keen in there, and I'm telling you, he just was like Dan freaking Marino the first drive, Wait, three for three, no chance seventy nine no yards for Marino though. <laughs> three for three, 79 <laughs> yards and a touchdown, and the stadium was just going absolutely nuts. And then well, after and, that, and, I,
0: and then all right, so again, I'm following from my phone. I know what's going on. I think you text me in the group chat, and you're like, all right, Mikey's back in. Three seconds later, I get an ESPN thing that says, you know, Mikey Keene, 28-yard pass to Javon Baker for a touchdown. I'm like, all right, we're fine. Mikey came in. We can run the offense. We're competent. We're back. So then I kind of stopped paying attention for a while, and now I'll let you take over from where, where you were you know, talking about before.
1: So, yeah, I mean, one of Mikey's biggest weaknesses is evading the rush, and they were only sending three, four guys, and he just can't get away from anything, man. He can't, and was this it is the, why. Was it the O-line, though, a little bit, or? I mean, a little bit. I don't think they were running any, like, zero blitzes on him, but it just seemed like there was guys coming untouched, and this dude cannot. I mean, this is his biggest weakness. It's the, they basically for me. It's the only reason why he's not the starting quarterback is because he can't evade anything. Yeah, he can't evade anything. And JRP, you know, that's one of his strengths is is evading the rush. But you put them together somehow, and they're one of the best quarterbacks alive. I don't know, but <laughs> it's it, but you the, know the that that's why it's such it's so fifty fifty, and it's so hard. Um, to choose between the two. And, and the people that were all over the keen hype wagon, like, he's clearly number one, he's clearly number one. This, Unfortunately, th- he's not. Like, we have two really good guys that have some really big weaknesses, or one really big weakness.
0: Um, <laughs> each. Um, each, yeah. yeah. You know, this This was Mikey's first bad game, and I think it brought, like you said, the agenda the the agenda is what he calls like the mikey Keene people this brought the agenda back to earth but we do have a third quarterback i'm just spitballing here i don't know anything what if we gave tommy this year what do you, what what do we have to lose
1: we need like a big splash we have everything something. to lose what are you talking about <laughs> all we have to do is beat a team that we're Three touchdown favorites.
0: Okay, and we were also three touchdown favorites last year, and they were four yards away from beating us. Won't happen again. Their home stadium. Says McGush. The finale. Now, I think coming off a bad loss like this, I think we're going to just destroy And I'm not saying to start, Tommy, but it's kind of fun to think about. I don't know. Um
1: but, it is, but I think you bring up a really good point, is that I think this Navy thing just like really pissed us off. It might be a good thing,
0: in, in, a weird, in a weird way. With
1: the 22 ranking, everyone knows that, okay, you blew it last week. We get it. But most times in life, you don't get a second chance. Here's the golden second chance. And if, if Tulane can beat Cincinnati, which I believe Tulane is a better team than Cincinnati – we would be going to the conference championship in a stadium where it probably is going to be fifty-fifty again, and we've already we've already won a game at Tulane. I, I think Pretty it's a much too. harder. I think it's a much harder road if we have to go to Cincy. We're screwed in
0: Nippert. I mean, I'm not totally, but like that's going to be a tough road environment. Tulane won't be. What's funny? You can be my witness. I was texting you around noon today. I was just looking at flights. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to book one to New Orleans. I'm going to book one to Cincinnati just in case, you know, all the chaos and the computer stuff happens. I already have my flight. I booked the Tulane one and then I don't know. I got distracted. Didn't book the Cincinnati, but I'm with you Tulane's an environment that we can go in and win. We might even have like a home field advantage. I don't even know if they know how to cheer there. Um, that's definitely the, the better outcome. And I think that was the easier win for us. Um, I know I said at the beginning of the show that this loss was one of the worst losses in UCF history, but when you're talking about second chances, I have to ask the question, was this one of the best losses in UCF history? People, you know, revisionist history. If we go on and win and then win again, um, maybe it was a good thing because we were coming into Navy. We forgot about ECU. We wrote that off due to the... um, the sign stealing thing, we forgot about Louisville because that was close and it was earlier in the season. Which losing early in the season is the best time to lose because everyone forgot about it. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It just um, or is it
1: we got caught looking ahead again? That that's what no. For I, ECU, that, we got caught looking ahead that, at Cincinnati. That's what
0: I think happened, dude. We were not taking this Navy game seriously, myself included. I um I kept. Betting on UCF like the last few weeks, and I just kept doubling down and I like tripled down on Navy, <laughs> so I got caught with it too. Although I don't have terrible control over what happens on the field, but it might have been a good thing because we got a wake up call, we didn't even think we'd have this good of a second chance. We thought we would, you know, have to beat USF and then like a bunch of other crap to happen, and the college matrix and a bunch of stuff, instead. Again, we control our own destiny. And I'll tell you what, I don't want to be one of these players in practice this week. This is probably a rough practice week. Uh it, and it should be. I mean, it's not all on the players. Like I said before, I blame it on Gus, but at the same time, like I think these guys are gonna be more ready than ever to just beat the crap out of USF and again the final chapter for now of the war on I four.
1: Yeah, and I mean look at what happened, you know, when we looked past ECU lost Dude, what thinking, happened in the 3 what happened in the 3 games after
0: we, we were thinking of was it Cincy? i can't remember the schedule Cincy, memphis, oh yeah oh yeah Dude, we're, we're talking about college game day
1: we're talking about college game day for ecu and then we go on a three game tear probably the by far the best three game games in a row for us this year
0: two rank wins and a tough road win against memphis
1: you're right and now <laughs> we have three games left if we win I'll tell you what (laughs) conference championship bowl. If we go on another three game tear, dude, we could play
0: a, a two game tear and we could very easily play Alabama or Tennessee in the cotton bowl, which is crazy. We're not getting ahead of ourselves. We're not players. We're not coaches. We can talk about this, but I'll tell you what, man, this has been a fun season and that's easy to say now that we have control over our own destiny again. Um, it's been fun it's you know being like the six and six team or whatever is not fun but this has been a fun way to get to where we are and uh we just got to enjoy it because you know the last couple seasons haven't been this way we were pretty much out of anything fun like halfway through the season you know last year the Gators were a great consolation prize but that was just lucky about the bowl matchup and uh here we are, and you know the best part is is we get a chance to win. I think this will be our fifth straight win at Raymond James, including two bowl games and then two USF games. Yeah, it has a chance to be our fifth straight win at Ray J, and we'll close you know the final chapter on the war I four. <laughs>
1: it's fun. It it's pa- it's painful, but it's fun. <laughs> All right, last little bit about Navy. 84 rushing yards on the season, season low for the for the Knights. I'm telling you, you got away, you got away from the run, which we didn't have to, because we weren't ever down two scores. Um, like I said, in the it, game, it, it
0: felt watching the game flow, it felt like we were down three touchdowns, and like there were a yeah. couple drives where he just went pass, pass, pass. I'm like, dude, let's stick to what we're good at. And you know, another thing too, a lot of people blame the defense, and they're like, you know. We just couldn't get a stop. I mean, I know Navy 4 for 4 on fourth down. You might want to stop them on one of those, and the game goes different. But at the same time, you know, a a lot of people were talking about how, you know, they were just bleeding the clock. In the second half, the defense absolutely locked down. They didn't let up any points. Is that right? Yeah, it was four. No, it
1: was one field goal. All
0: right. They didn't let up. The
1: strip sack of... Keen leading to a field, field yeah, so goal I, that's that was not the game even, winner.
0: That's not even the defense's fault, really. Um, you know they didn't give up any touchdowns, and they held Navy every possession for Navy in the second half was under two minutes and fifteen seconds. For a team that does not throw the ball, that's pretty dang good. We had seven, six. We had seven possessions in the second half, and. We just couldn't do anything, so I, I don't blame the defense on this at all. And they had to have been tired after getting run on so much. But also, uh, this reminds me of Florida, Georgia Southern, the uh, loss with zero completions. I don't know. Hopefully, this is all just funny. Um, <laughs> next week's pod's going to be crazy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and the yeah, I mean after- the other the other crazy thing is you know we turned the ball ball over twice. Got no takeaways. Minus five now in turnover margin. One of the worst in the country. Uh, when very, is very the regression unusual. this
0: I week? I've, I've, no, I just I I think we don't get takeaways and we're kind of loosey goosey with the ball. I, I think that's like established, but we'll see.
1: The other thing is, you know, UCF was a what was the. The spread ended up being like 16. I think I
0: I got it at 15 and I was like, "Ooh, I'll buy the I'll buy the point. That's going to matter.
1: Yeah. (laughs) So the Knights have lost five times as a double digit favorite over the last four seasons. Pretty terrible. So I started to think about this and I was researching, researching. Quickest way to do it was the longest way to do it. Uh, so I looked up Manually? every <laughs> Division One team last four seasons. How many do you think have lost that many times or more times as a double-digit favorite? But first, it's pretty interesting because to be a double-digit favorite, I mean, you have to be a, a pretty decent team, yeah, right? Yeah. But you also yeah. have to be somewhat... Overrated or disappointing? Oh man! Embarrassing. I don't know what the word is, but like
0: it should it shouldn't happen that much. Ooh, I don't like where this is going. Um, so how, how many other teams have four losses? Five straight. Five losses as straight up double digit favorites. I don't know. Six. Uh, four years, one. right? What? What?
1: There's only one other team. That has more. And one team has lost six times as a double-digit favorite over the last four seasons. You're never going to guess this in a million years. It's the Washington Huskies.
0: Huh. All right, so we're like Washington Southeast or something.
1: But it really doesn't make sense because it doesn't That's so bad. Like Washington, they don't fit like the, hey, you're overrated or... Is it really that much of a public team? Usually p- public likes to bet you know, big favorites and all. So the other funny thing is is that there was a couple of teams that have lost four times as double-digit favorites. The Florida Gators and the Miami Hurricanes. Both.
0: I was going to guess Clemson, but huh.
1: Four times as double. I don't think Clemson's even lost four games in the last four years. <laughs>
0: I, they had a couple
1: last year when,
0: like, they were ranked super high, and I think they started off, like, 2-3, and three, but, huh. It's just crazy to me. Maybe it's, uh, I don't know, Florida Man curse or something. That's that's wild.
1: So what also do you think bad. it is? Like, we're overrated, or, like, we're a public team? We disapp- We have disappointing losses, but re- some good wins? I, I don't know how to, you it's, know.
0: I think you nailed it. I think it's a combination of everything. Someone tweeted something. Hold on. I got to look it up because I don't want to like butcher the words that really, really like put everything into perspective after this game. He said, it's uh, at three nights, seven. Here's a sobering thought. Maybe we're seeing why in the Peach Bowl we beat an Albert team that beat Alabama and Georgia. Remind you, those were the teams that made the national championship. Like they made the playoff and won. Maybe we're seeing why we beat an Auburn team in the Peach Bowl that beat both teams in the national championship. Like the roller co- the gust coaster, or something. I don't know.
1: Highest of highs, lowest of lows. Oh, man. It, right. maybe. I don't know. So my Auburn coworker told me, like when we first got Gus, he's like, "Oh, just wait. wait till he, <laughs> Wait till he gusses it up a couple times and that was his words, not mine. So we're, I don't know. It's starting to like, sort of make sense now, like the 64 yard field goal, like not running the ball when you have a, you know, one of the best rushing attacks in the country, like some interesting philosophy. I I don't know. It's
0: yeah. I think East Carolina, you know, it's, They've had
1: some bad losses after us, too, and it's like, did you... I know, I've been rooting for them every week, yeah.
0: I, I don't know. It's like maybe his biggest strength is his biggest weakness. Like, he can be so creative and do all these good things to put us in a position to really win some important games. And then I feel like he just, like, overthought this Navy game. It's just like, dude, go out and play. Run the shit we're good at, and we should beat them don't overcomplicate it. But again, it's like a Gus too cute thing. I, I don't know how many trick plays did be run. Uh, I feel
1: like there weren't a lot. I mean, I, the two point conversion was sort of a trick play. So that, that's something that I've always talked about is like getting JRP out wide and then doing like a little reverse kind of shitty run, shitty throw thing. And the throw, yeah, it wasn't great, but, uh, You know, it it was caught and and it made it a field goal game. So I don't really think there was any other, maybe one other. We didn't need it, though. We needed to run the damn ball straight up the middle. (laughs) RJ Harvey, even Bowser had some good runs, you know, up the middle. The holes were there. It just seemed like, and I told you this earlier, here was what happened. Uh, It seems like. Every series, first down run two yards with Bowser. Second down incomplete. Third down maybe a sack. Like that was just seems like every time we got some momentum going after a big first down or something, that was how the next series went. And, and I don't know if you you know Squints always says the pass the ball on first down, but it's you just. I can't see how you could get away from the hot hand to Harvey.
0: I agree, so actually only on the last um, the last drive is the only time where we ran the ball twice on actually it was once. No, it was twice on first down with Bowser and, and didn't get anything. But besides that, we've got sack, Bowser run for 9, incomplete, incomplete. So it actually incomplete yeah so honestly we we threw the ball a lot on first down it probably just felt like it because when we started to feel the game slipping away there were two times three times we ran the ball on first down one was one was for nine yards the other two were for nothing but besides that we were trying to throw it just Mikey couldn't do anything and actually Bowser had one of his best games uh yards for carry wise but I'm with you we, we got to get the ball to RJ or I don't know you know what? It's in the past. Let's just go to the Win next.
1: Win and we're in. Let's
0: go. Um. And, oh, one thing real quick. Gus had a press, like the Monday presser or Sunday or whatever they do. Um, someone asked him about JRP, and they're like, yeah, he, he was hurt um, coming into the game. So it's like, why did he play? Or, and we're talking about his shoulder. If he was hurt and he was playing, why didn't we just do like, just a run based offense. Instead he threw it at Bajillion's. he only had two carries. Like if, if the dude can't throw, then don't make him throw. Said we did the opposite. Dude, just
1: gussing it up.
0: Gussin' it up, man. I'm telling you. Gussin' it up.
1: Um All right. I say you got anything else your navy, or we're go we're moving on to
0: Nope, like to like the you, game this like, week. Like you've said, uh win and we're in. Let's move on to USF hate week.
1: We need to bring everything we got for USF. Listen, they have nothing to lose. I'm talking about onside kick every every time. Go for it on fourth down every time. Like they're one in like twenty seven in the last four or five years. And in- interim coach too. Interim coach. They have this new quarterback who was like lighting it up last week against uh oh smu is he he, he i didn't watch any of the highlights uh didn't see the rushing but he was like 21 of his first 21 all right that's not good not good good. (laughs) good. good. all right uh i mean smu's defense sucks so they only
0: gave up like 80 points to um houston (laughs) and
1: still won so sort of has me nervous but again i could see us coming out really pissed off and just wanting to Beat the brakes off these guys one last time. Look, we've never given them that true beatdown a la two thousand seven where we lost sixty four to twelve. We did have a thirty eight to ten and thirty-four seven in eighteen and nineteen, but I'm looking for more. Uh I'm
0: thinking like Temple style. Seventy to thirteen. Yeah. Like you that's said. That's what we're
1: gonna give them a nice going away present. Life you
0: know? life comes at you full circle, baby. Matt Grothy. This one's for you.
1: Did anybody poke him yet?
0: <laughs> That's an awesome clip.
1: That was great. Yeah. So the spread has actually people must be really like downplaying this loss to Navy because the spread came out the committee. I believe it was 17ish. It's been bet all the way up to 20 now. So UCF -20 oh, my spread prediction was twenty two and a
0: half. Oh, they probably comes just out.
1: they probably just saw your tweet and they're like, Oh, we
0: gotta adjust for money moo.
1: <laughs> Which comes out every Sunday. Much heated debate Sunday morning during your pregame NFL and red zone watching. It's, <laughs> it's a it's a fun debate. It's good, but, man. good uh good content. <laughs> it's minus twenty two and a half. Is what I was saying. So now bet down to 20. So again, this is a no bet for me. No bet. Um, saved you some money and your house in the Navy game. Kind of told you that uh, it was one to stay away from and ended up being right on that one. So, uh, yeah, what do you What do you think? I'm
0: still going to bet it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, 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 I'll, I'll be there at the game. You know, front row, 50-yard line. Bought the tickets a while ago without thinking. When I bought the tickets, I didn't think this was this game was going to mean anything because I think it was right after ECU, and I was just like, oh, we got no chance at nothing. Like, we're, we're probably going to lose to either Cincy or Tulane, and that'll be the season. Instead, we lose to the worst team remaining on our schedule. Not Cincy, not Memphis, not Tulane, but Navy, and uh, I don't know. I'm definitely excited. I think this could go one of two ways, and you know exactly what I'm talking about. It could be the massive blowout that has been long overdue, or it can be a dogfight. I honestly think, I think they're gonna just like empty the tank in the first quarter, and if we can survive that, that guarantee. All right. If there's a bet on USF, like first possession touchdown, I would say take that because we've given it up to every team this year. But if we can fend off, like you said, they're going to throw out all the stops, onside kick, trick plays, whatever. If we can fend them off for like a quarter and just tread water, I think they're going to be gassed and out of tricks up their sleeve. And, you know, we can go back to playing the football that got us to the position we're in. But I wouldn't be surprised by any result we just got to be there and be loud both of the big usf fans i know steeg and lauren pickle they're not even going to the game so they're the biggest some of the biggest usf fans there are yeah because they plan on doing other crap like this season they're one in ten (laughs) so i can't imagine anyone else really like maybe some students that can't afford to do other stuff will be there but this is going to be another de facto home game and uh you know, we gotta bring the energy and you know, like I said, I, I think if we can just avoid, you know, some massive uh like fourteen nothing start for USF, you know, if we can just tread water for a little bit and uh I, I think we can you know, we, we can beat them down pretty well.
1: Yeah, I'm with you there. Um we need to run the ball. We yep. need to run the ball. We need to run the ball. The end. If we do not run the ball, we will not win. We will not even come close to sniffing the cover. You want to talk about embarrassing? If we don't...
0: This is a kill myself game.
1: Ah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Dude,
0: USF, they allow 513 yards per game. 289 passing. Doesn't matter. Doesn't I, know, matter. I, know, I know all this stuff's <laughs> out window. Here's the thing, though. If we can take control early on, they're going to be deflated and just give up. But if we let them stick around, they're actually going to get like more motivated and play better than the team of like waiver wire scrubs. They ah, are.
1: That's what happened in in 2020, dude. When we were there, that like crazy fifty something to forty whatever. Well, that
0: was a no. Wait, what was twenty? Oh, oh, that was yeah, that was bad. I for some reason I thought you were talking about thirteen, which was also very similar. They were like two and nine, and we had the fiesta Bowl on the line and we almost lost that game and then also last year like that was a terrible usf team we came in i think with seven wins maybe and we should have beat the breaks off them i think two touchdown favorites and again came down i mean they were four yards away from beating us so uh the, the more i talk about these previous results the uh the less confident i am but hey that's why they play the games right <laughs> Picks? Picks. All right, good, because I was just like talking myself out of this game. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys, now it's time for our favorite segment Money Moves Picks of the Week. Two
1: went out last week. It was actually two weeks ago, since I don't know what we just like. We never even said why we didn't do a pod last week. We just got, like, crazy busy. You were coming back from Germany and leaving for the Bahamas, like, (laughs) within 24 hours. It was just, it was mayhem. But anyway.
0: There was, I mean, you know, there, there wasn't much to talk about. And honestly, we would have sounded like idiots because... I was so confident last week. I'm oh, like, yeah. Oh, control our own destiny. We're gonna beat we the brakes off Navy.
1: All we do is win two.
0: Yeah. Going to Orlando yeah. for the conference. Chance. Yeah. So
1: yeah, maybe it was better. It was
0: definitely better. Uh, <laughs> two
1: two and Moo and O for the first time this year. Let's go. Nine and nine now on the year, which is pretty incredible. Because if you watch College Game Day, Chris the Bear Felica still has a losing record on the season. He does every year. Uh, well, you know, he then put me on the show.
0: It's like his job, though, dude. We do this for fun. Just saying. But yeah,
1: I, I agree. Pretty crazy. Yeah. Uh, so the win was Florida State over Syracuse very easily. And then TCU over Texas, another easy. Uh, really need these next two picks to come in to finish my season out in the winning column.
0: Yeah, but we got, of we, got will, we
1: got bowls though. And dude, the bulls are, are mayhem. I'm not gonna do did the first year I think I picked every bowl and went like twelve and twelve or something. <laughs> I'll only pick a few. But anyway, I really like these two picks this week. Kinda off the wall a little bit. But uh We'll just tell you.
0: How many how many udders of confidence do we
1: have? Is it a five-utter <laughs> pick? All right, let's, I hear, don't let's really hear it. Did, I don't really give those out anymore. This is just, you know, every pick is the same. You never did. Uh, I just made that I'm up. Picking, unless I pick UCF, then oh, those, it's the house.
0: Those are ten udders.
1: All right, let's see. What do we got this week? First pick, we're going to go with Iowa State plus nine-and-a-half against TCU this season, TCU's dream season, everything in this matchup points to TCU. literally everything. Iowa State four and seven, they've beaten almost nobody. I They also only average 16 points a game. <laughs> but they do have a good defense. and I just had this feeling that like Iowa State is one of those teams they're like Purdue, do like? They play a really good team in the last week or second to last week. Nobody picks them. They're close to a double-digit dog, and they come out, and they like win by a field goal. Sonny Dykes, head coach at TCU, but getting super lucky. Um, I don't know if you saw that, yeah, that the, game the, last the, week.
0: The field goal was insane. Against right. Baylor. Dude, Holy give, crap. give the special teams uh, coordinator a huge raise. That was awesome. But Also, yeah. why did they run the ball in the play before? Well, I guess because they
1: knew. I don't know. <laughs> Gussing it up, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, I mean I can see TCU winning this on a late field goal or you know some miracle thing at the end. But that's why I'm taking Iowa State plus the nine and a half. All right, take the points. TC Moo, I'm gonna call him TC Moo. It- and I know you know TCU is a is a is a money move TCU Oklahoma State. Those are like the Kansas State, those are like the three, you know, money move favorite picks. I think <laughs> I have to go back and see like what team I've picked the most other than UCF. It's probably one Miami. of those three.
0: Well, just in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Miami too, yeah.
0: Um, all right, so TCU 8-0 in Big 12 play. Iowa State
1: 1 and 7. I know That's what I'm saying. Everything I'm... points to TCU. That's why the. Should
0: be the public actually, bet. Yo, the, actually, yo, as we speak, I'm looking at this. T C Moo is now minus ten. So you got the hook there. Minus ten. Get your money in on Iowa State. It, you're right. This All is right. a this is a make makes no sense pick, but also it's backed up by your tried and true formula. Um I like it. I yeah.
1: <laughs> it just it makes yeah. no sense, so it's probably going to happen. It, it makes, That's the way it, the it, season's been going, right?
0: It makes no sense, and again, it, it goes with your system, so I like it. All right, what's the second one?
1: Second pick. This one I like even more. We're going to take Tulsa plus 12 against Houston. In this hmm. game, points will be scored. Total is 67. I think it goes way over. We were going to root for this. Now, I had written before this was a kind of a desperation pick on why we had to root for Tulsa (laughs) to beat Houston, (laughs) but I don't think it has to happen. I'm rooting anyway. Tulsa, they're a four-win team, but if you look at their four wins, they haven't upset anyone yet. Jacksonville State, Northern Illinois, Temple, and USF. Like, Tulsa is the ultimate upset team. So why are you picking them? Because I think they're going to upset Houston. Look, Tulsa, I, I should have looked this up. How many times has Tulsa won outright as a double-digit dog?
0: Well, I think like Twice three, against us. I was, yeah, I was going to say, two or three times just against us. You know, they hung
1: in there against Ole Miss. They have two other one-score losses. I'm just saying, you know, I think they have a chance to win the game outright, but plus 12 it just seems like another one that it doesn't make a whole lot of sense so it'll probably it'll probably happen i'm taking tulsa plus 12 uh so tulsa
0: this tulsa team they beat usf by 6 last week they yep. beat temple by 11 and yep. you're saying they have <laughs> an outright chance
1: that's just tulsa man i mean it is
0: just tulsa i mean they're not playing
1: us though but it's just one of those things. It, right. it makes no sense. This is college football this year. Should it, it, we have lost to Navy? Should we have lost to East Carolina by three touchdowns? No.
0: Three touchdowns just makes that sting
1: even more. Were we good enough to beat Tulane on the road, Memphis on the road? Yes, Cincinnati we're, we're really good. Three we're, in a row we're after not bad. what you just saw on the field last week? We're
0: Like I said. Maybe. It doesn't make sense. We're really good when we're not bad. All right. I'm trying to look up right now um, a Tulsa-Iowa State parlay. I can't even get a Tulsa line. That's how much no one cares about them. Um,
1: hold on. Oh, well, Iowa State-Tulsa money line parlay. Yeah, it's ooh. not on. All right, here we go. Tulsa plus
0: 315. Iowa State. Probably like 270 then.
1: Plus, oh, nice, 285.
0: All right. And we parlay these bad boys, a little hundred to win fourteen ninety seven. Let's
1: go. Sounds like a plan.
0: I'll, I'll put five hundred on it. Let's go.
1: Well, I mean, nah, yeah, dude, bet at your own risk. But those are my picks. I just hit submit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I'll, here's here's the thing though. I'll take them both outright for like two hundred bucks, and if either one wins straight up, then it covers the stupid parlay. But. If the parlay nice. hits, five hundred to win seventy five hundred.
1: Sounds like a free Cotton Bowl trip, and then some.
0: All basically right, basically free, making money. All right, let's recap the picks. We're gonna take
1: Iowa State plus nine and a half, and Tulsa plus twelve. Let's get, get that money.
0: money. All right, last up, we've got Moos Mailbag. Thank you guys for your submissions as always. If you want to submit a question, follow us on Twitter at UCF underscore problems. I put out the tweet usually Monday or Tuesday. So just, you know, turn the notifications on, the little bell thingy in the top right. And also while you're doing that, follow Moo at MoneyMooUCF. All right. First one's from Dr. Swagatha. Question for Moo, Moo in all caps. Based on this year's performance of UCF, and the Big 12 using your system to set betting lines, could you predict which Big 12 teams we would be the favorite playing, if any?
1: Excellent, excellent question. Great here. question. So, started looking, and it's the Big 12 overall. I mean, this is a pretty damn good conference here. Uh, when you have Oklahoma sitting at like three and five um, in you- conference play it's it's gonna be a rough it's gonna be rough you know nobody nobody thought that we were gonna just come into the Big 12 and just run the table Um, from top to bottom you know this is a this is a power five conference and uh, even you know the last place team all Iowa State sitting there I picked them to do the upset this week over TCU
0: can we do real, Um, real quick could we do a couple projected
1: betting lines Sure, sure. So I have a couple of those ready. The biggest underdog we would be to right now, and these all have to be neutral field because I don't really know how we're going to react in Big Twelve environment, like week in and week out. You know, um, with their games. At least in our conference now, you know, Wait, you not, know that Tulane is not it's, the same as cincy or it's, Memphis or It's not, it's or not the East same Carolina. as playing
0: at Temple. <laughs>
1: exactly. So everything is neutral field, but right now, you know, if we were to play like for instance, Texas right now on a neutral field, I have us as a 10 point underdog Ooh. against Texas and Texas is, you know, they're a four loss team. They're frisky though, but yeah, that's, that's
0: what you get with the big 12. Do you have uh, Iowa state at the bottom?
1: Iowa state's actually not at the bottom. It's actually West Virginia, West Virginia, Uh, in the power ranks right now, we would be a seven-point favorite. So, everything is within, you know, Texas is the only team that we would be a double-digit dog to. Everyone else is basically a one-score game either way. So, you know, uh, with recruitment, and um, I think the the P5-G5 bias is going to change. It's going to be crazy to see, like, and we're already seeing it. You know, but when yep. we're actually in the Big Twelve and we're playing these teams week in and week out, we're we're gonna start to see that what we've thought this whole time is a hundred percent true. But at least we're on the good side now.
0: I agree, and I think that's why it's important to have a coach like Gus, who's you know, tried and true in the SEC. He's been there before. He, he he's got that experience as opposed to and you know, forever grateful for Coach Frost and Coach Hype, but, you know, those guys were up-and-coming coordinators, and I-, I think if there's someone to navigate us through this whole P5 transition, Gus is the right guy for it. It, it might be rough, though. You're right. You know, these are – there's no there's no cupcake games anymore. Yeah, and, and I mean, this like, is even, what even Navy, we all wanted. Navy was supposed to be a cupcake game, so, yeah. like, just let that sink in. Like, we might get blown out, like, multiple times during a season, but it's okay. You're right. This is what we wanted. Absolutely.
1: And the money's going to the get, money's going to catch up. The money's going to catch up and we're going to have to get used to it. But this is what we all wanted. Right? You're right. We wanted to be in the Big 12. I didn't want to continue to run the AAC and you know forever and always and maybe get undefeated like the this was the goal. The goal was to get here and we accomplished. So, yep. The next goal is to win a Big 12 championship.
0: But you know, next
1: goal is to make the playoff. The next goal is to win a national championship. Like exactly,
0: and you know we'll get there definitely. Um, I kept saying like this is the final chapter in the war on I four, but you bring up a good point. This is our final chance to get an AAC championship, and how awesome would it be to start our journey in this conference with a conference championship? when we were like complete underdogs and also to end it and just be like, Hey, like, yeah, we ran this shit for 10 years or however long it was.
1: All right. Next question is from golden Knight two. Would you consider the loss to Navy in your top five worst home losses?
0: Yeah. I mean, I I talked about this earlier. This might be one of the worst losses overall in UCF history with how much was at stake. Uh, I, I know there were a couple blown, games while we were ranked during the hypo era, you know, up two scores, Memphis, Tulsa, Cincinnati. Um, But the fact that we were, I mean, solidified to control our own destiny, and there's absolutely shit the bed versus a team that, you know, was four and seven, or three and seven, actually, at the time. I I don't know, I, I don't have a... Fab five worst home losses, but this is this (laughs) is got to be two or three
1: at the Bright House, but and not with this much at stake with this much at stake. You would have to say that, yes, this is absolutely number one. Uh, if you want to go with the what's the biggest favorite we've been and lost, Tulsa, you know what it is.
0: Uh, hold on, let me think. All right, give me, I have no idea, give me like an era, (laughs) give me an era.
1: Within the last couple of years,
0: it's got to be that like 2019 Tulsa on the road, right? No, no, yeah. home. Oh, home.
1: Uh... You were right there. Anyway, 2020 <laughs> Tulsa, we were a 20 point favorite, and oh, we lost wow. straight up, like that. That That's really bad. It is the worst home loss when you look at the point spreads. But when it comes to what was on the line. At the time, now what was on the line really was just hosting the American Conference Championship because everything else is still in play. We didn't know that at the time of the game. Yeah, no. Or at the time of the loss, but in the wash, all we lost was hosting the Conference Championship, which is huge. It is huge, but at the end of the day, win and we're in. Win and we're in. I think, And then win the conference championship and we're in the Cotton
0: Bowl. The Cotton Bowl. So completing the trifecta of NY6 Bowls, I don't know if anyone's ever done that. Probably like Alabama or someone. Actually, no, they make the playoff more than those Bowls. But doing that in the last 10 years with three different head coaches would speak volumes about our program. Meanwhile, Cincinnati still has not even won one. And they've been a uh, D1, they've had a D1 football program for, or since like 1856 or something. Well said, Moo. The point spread speaks volume about the Tulsa loss, but what was at stake? It's Navy. Circling back to what I said earlier, though, maybe this loss was the best loss, though. Because USF, say we whoop Navy, we're very liable to just lose to, like, shit the bed at USF. Like we did at Navy. So maybe this is the wake-up call we needed. I don't know. Backs
1: against the wall. Cardiac nights.
0: This is fun, though. I'm not going to lie. In, in like a weird, like it's like a perverted way. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, next question from UCF Guido. Uh, it's a gif of the Sopranos guy smoking a cigar. Moo, what do you think?
1: Not really a question, but... uh. Sure, dude, I look, like it.
0: Look at his profile picture.
1: That is pretty funny.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's Gus, like in a tuxedo. I don't know.
1: I guess that's where's it. the where's the gifts at for USF Hate Week, man? I, I well, I haven't oh, really shit. seen. I've seen a couple, but like, I mean, dude, that, and we've I, where's the meme kings? <sighs> coming uh, out of the woodwork like
0: i don't know if you're doing this on purpose to like throw me a softball to lead into something but i feel awful i obviously missed last week but rest in peace to to jlr james l reed um the gift king of the ucf twitter mafia i mean if there was anyone from any conference or any fan base that was talking bad about ucf he would come with these like custom gifts um some, some awesome ones. I, I don't think the guy ever got off Twitter. And uh, unfortunately, he passed away unexpectedly um, about a week ago and uh, just feel awful for his, his friends and family. But I think, you know, it, if there's, I don't know, not a, not a silver lining, but if there's anything good to come of it, it's that I mean, he's been universally, you know, remembered and celebrated as just an awesome fan, an awesome person. I had the privilege of sharing a couple beers with him uh, before the USF game in 2018. And uh, just a really, really good dude. And uh, this kind of stuff sucks. And I I don't think there's anything you can say besides the fact that I'll always remember this guy. And, you know, not a lot of people... Have those kind of uh have that kind of impact on other people and uh yeah he he was just a good dude man,
1: yeah, um it will be missed unfortunately, I never got to meet him in person, but he definitely was a huge fan of the show um a lot of inter we had a lot of interaction on Twitter,
0: a lot of questions,
1: and you know again, he was like the Twitter meme king, so
0: the gif memes and gifts. he would i don't know what kind of editing software he had, but I know that if if he was still here he would be replying. So, you know, we started the show the college football ranking had just come out and I I was like confused trying to figure out all the scenarios and I know he would just be replying to all my stupid tweets with a win and we're in gif. He would just hammer home whatever topical point there was every week and uh to anyone saying anything and uh Just an overall positive, you know, great dude. And uh, these kind of things suck, but I I don't know. You know, like I said, I don't think anyone in UCF Nation, at least on Twitter, doesn't know who this guy is. And you can't say that about many people. Um, We'll always remember him. I think we got to win this one for JLR.
1: All right, this next one is from Steve George. How much money did you lose betting on the Navy game? All right, so I'll be
0: open with this. Um, We've covered the last few spreads. I think I bet, like, 1,500 a couple games ago, and it went up to, like, 3,000. So then I bet, and both those won. And then I bet, and that was, um, was Memphis, we were three-point favorites, one by a touchdown. Tulane, it was similar. I think like one or two-point favorites, one by something like that. So then I tripled down. I put four grand on us versus Navy. Bought the point. which Very important. Uh, you know, that <laughs> really helped me out there. And, um, and then also... <laughs> Like with my stupid wet phone on the boat, uh got in another like five hundred dollar live bet at like minus six and a half and so lost all that. But uh, I think I'm still oh. I'm still up a little bit over the last listen few to weeks. The show? I no. said don't bet. You said don't bet on Navy? Uh I'm sorry, I think I on missed the last Navy week's game. show. <laughs> but I saw it in the group chat if that's what you're referring to. Oh. Well no, actually no, I tweeted. Nope, you're
1: oh, right. I yeah. tweeted about it. Yeah, but, Sorry. No,
0: but in your defense, it was in the group chat. It just wasn't on the show. Even more
1: reason to follow me.
0: Follow him, at MoneyMu, UCF.
1: All right. Wrap up? Anything else? Some coaching rumors? Uh, uh-oh. little meanwhile to the West action. We have Deion Sanders in talks. Sources say with USF and Colorado, perhaps... Uh, Your thoughts Yeah, that's
0: not good Um, I tweeted that I got a lot of pushback from it Dude, Deion Sanders Recruited the number one overall recruit in the nation To HBCU And it's nothing against those schools They're like D3 though And he flipped them Imagine the havoc he's going to wreak on the state of Florida I'm not scared for just us I'm scared for every other school But I'm pretty sure USF can't pay him as much as Colorado, and honestly, I think he's eligible for a way bigger job. Possibly like Auburn, or maybe he stays at Jackson State another year. But look, you're foolish if you think that him going to USF is not a big deal. No,
1: it's a big deal. Of course it's a big deal. Deion Sanders, Norfolk Myers High School alum. 239 represent. Uh, Shout out 239. I could see him just wrecking florida man oh i do not want this to happen not good do not want this to happen i mean think about it you're a big time recruit say you're i don't know fort myers naples area
0: anywhere in florida dude couple, it's, it's deon sanders man like i love Gus, but
1: knock, <laughs> couple guys knock on your door and it's gus and deon who are you gonna relate to more i don't know
0: it's a no-brainer And it's nothing against Gus. It's nothing against UCF. It's Dion, man. Dude's a legend already. (laughs) But usually when rumors like this leak out, a lot of the time it's their agent trying to um, drive the price up. Exactly. And he's going to get a way better job than either of these. I can't see him going to a school that doesn't have an on-campus stadium. Oh, man, th- those might be my famous last words. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. I don't know. Auburn fired, you know, their coach and there was a source, don't know how credible it was, that Lane Kiffin is a number one target and that even the source went as far as to say that he has already verbally accepted the job, to which there's this like Twitter war going on now <laughs> with Lane. Amazing. I love Twitter, and uh, this guy that broke the news or rumor. So it's pretty interesting. Definitely a huge distraction for Ole Miss uh, and head, Mississippi head the State this weekend. Yeah. Um, no, but so I don't know. Th- like the, the um,
0: so the the reporter that reported it, he said rumors, blah blah blah. Lane Kiffin probably going to Auburn. Lane Kiffin copied and pasted it into, like, a notes app thing and, in essence, plugged the reporter's name into the same tweet and his news station where Auburn was and was like, oh, rumor has it that, like, Doofus McGee is leaving whatever news station and going to his... He found his rival news station and uh, tweeted that right back at him, and I think that's pretty hilarious. I don't think you do that if you're actually going to Auburn, but I mean Lane Kiffin is the biggest wild card. Um, I don't know, it, just one of those. It's like man, 2020 is wild.
1: Then the other, the other crazy thing was is that immediately when Lane Kiffin, you know, the rumors of Lane Kiffin going to Auburn, all of a sudden the Ole Miss job opens up, and it's like somebody posts a picture of Gus in an Ole Miss. No. A sweater vest and a visor it's like how how
0: I, Gus ain't going nowhere especially all right so I, I don't think he is either, especially after he, the Navy just, game like you said gussing it up if there was any chance of him leaving he just gussed it up for himself
1: I, I mean I don't think he's gonna leave but look so my boss is an old Miss alum huge fan. And uh, I talked to him about it this morning, and he was like, look, you know, the Ole Miss faithful, like, they know that they're not going to ever win a national title. Think about it. Uh, They could go on a run, but they're
0: not going to be like a a wagon.
1: Right. So they're, they're fine with 10 win seasons. They're fine with, like, maybe getting to a Sugar Bowl, Cotton Bowl every now and then, you know, sniffing, like, being in the SEC West hunt to like make it to the sec championship and like lane gives them that. But I, I don't really see. I mean, you Gun- know, he- he's Guns like did that for Auburn of... too,
0: though. I don't think they want to get rid of him though. I think it's, if he wants to get a bigger job, which is if it's not Auburn, it's going to happen eventually.
1: Right. But he's the king of all Miss. How much does he make now? Probably four ish.
0: Yeah, but what is get someone up to that? Offers 15, Adam.
1: No. I mean, dude. I think the, the offer is going to be 10. The, all right. That's still double and a half. When you get up to that level, at least for me, and of course, I've never been at that level, but like, what's really the big difference between four and 10 million? Six million. Obviously, it's two and a half. Yeah. I understand that. But now, like,. What do you just get a little bit bigger house, a little bit bigger? Dude, it's, it's better it's, car. Like it's
0: it's not the money, dude. And you, you gotta think how these coaches are wired. They work seven days a week. They want the glory. They want to win the national championship. And you really honestly only have a chance at doing that on a consistent basis at like, I don't know, eight schools maybe? I was gonna say eight. I was like, maybe I should say five, not ten. I, Dude, I went from like four to five. It's eight. It's probably eight. It might, you know, fluctuate from eight to ten. But there's a handful of schools that have the financial support and the tradition to really have a consistent chance as long as you have a head coach. And, dude, if you're doing this full time, that's the goal. It's not the money. The goal is to win the natty. It's to be on Nick Saban's level, and I know all these guys are so competitive that that's what they want to do, so it's almost not the money, it's the fact that, you know, I don't know if, I don't even know what big jobs are are left anymore, because I feel like they all got filled last year by, you know, um, Brian Kelly going to LSU and Lincoln Riley USC, I mean, UF job is still up for grabs with Napier and, you know, Miami, but I think if you get an opportunity to leave Ole Miss and get one of those blue chip jobs, you know, top eight, top 10, you got to take it because as a coach, you're like the ultimate competitor. Like you live and breathe football. And as much fun as he's having there, I feel like it also probably kind of kills him that he's really never going to stand a fighting chance in the SEC. Like I said, you you might go on a run or two, but he's never going to compete with LSU Bama. Maybe he's just going to ride it out there until Saban retires. I that, that, might, Miss, that might be the it, best play. Ole
1: Miss is, or uh, Auburn isn't blue chip. Compared to Ole Miss, to me in my book, they're the same. They're the same. I think they have more money. They're, mo- they're I, right there, I, I think, but they're not there. I think they have a lot more money, though.
0: That's why their coach got fired after like fourteen games. Their new coach. They have. I, I'm pretty sure they have a lot more money. And I'm kind of branching off into stuff I don't know a ton about because I don't follow the SEC. But I'm pretty sure that's what it is. I think they're kind of like Tennessee where they've had some inconsistency, but at the end of the day, they've got a lot of money and, you know, winning's kind of expected. I I don't know. We could talk about this for forever. Um, All right. So that was Meanwhile to the West.
1: Coaching rumors galore.
0: It's that time of
1: year, man. Um, You go to first watch this week? I did not go to first watch this week. First time in a long time, actually. Uh, i just been super busy with work, you know, around the holidays. Um, big beer sale time. Big beer sale time. You know, we've been crazy busy with, like, you know, the hurricane was somehow a blessing in disguise for us, at least uh, work-wise, you know, because of all the contractors, workers, and all. that. Dude, when they get off, all they want to do is drink. <laughs> yep. so like the stores that weren't completely blown away in the hurricane are just absolutely going bonkers and the season our numbers are up huge so
0: let's go little uh, little uh s-
1: christmas bonus
0: Cart Griswold. Little, uh, yeah
1: little blessing in the you, skies you get here. in the pool uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, so yeah um, that's awesome
0: you golfed that's about it you golfed at all recently i haven't
1: have not golfed since uh, the day we went at Eagle Ridge. I feel like, gotta say, is Black Friday like the number one golf day of the year? I mean, think about it. Everyone's off. I normally have to work, but I took the day off. Uh, I, there's no tea times. Ouch. It's like everyone, all your, your family's down. You don't really know what to do. Oh, let's just golf with, you know. Uncle Tony. Yeah, all
0: all the guys are like, let's get away from the women.
1: (laughs) Yeah, let the women shop and the guys go golf. But like down here, I don't know, man. Unless you got something cooking at Heritage Bay, dude. We got. There's nothing left.
0: I'd be down, but I've got uh, my buddy Darren's wedding is actually Black Friday down here in Naples. Remember the original reason why I've been saying all year that I can't go to the USF game until forgot about that. We kind of sucked. And Tulane and Cincy were good, so they decided to put that game on Friday. I don't know, man. Dude, the stars are aligned. Everything is working out in a very strange way for this season. But yeah, anyway, I, I would totally golf with you. I've got that wedding.
1: No, I completely understand. Yeah. Um. All right, I, that's oh, pretty much all I got. Um, House update.
0: Expected completion July this summer. We've got... A bunch of sticks sticking out of the ground, some underground plumbing, and they're going to pour the slab on Wednesday. So then we'll have a little foundation. Definitely.
1: Foundation for the future. Yeah.
0: We like this. The UCF Foundation, literally. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, uh, speaking of that, did you get your little uh, present from Terry?
0: I did, actually, and I uh, got it out of my mail on, like, the two-day transition from Germany to Bahamas, and it's still sitting on my counter. But I've seen pictures, and I think the flag is pretty cool. Am I right?
1: Nice little gift. Uh, just wanted to thank Terry for, for giving me that gift because I have not renewed my season tickets yet. <laughs> hey, did they call you today? They called me. They called me yesterday, actually. I, did- and I was like, oh, you know what? It's way easier to just tell this guy, hey, yeah, renew them.'" than me to go online do all that i've been meaning to do it and you know just talking about ticket prices real quick look we're going to the big 12 a couple people's like actually a lot of people were pissed off about the parking and this and that you know i'm not one of them because i don't usually get a parking pass i i got a sea garage pass this year just for you know I, I never used it wasn't going to use it but um you know, I, I think it's pretty crazy that – I don't know if we – because we're in the same price tier, even though we're on opposite sides of the the field. Yeah, we're both in that little um, sliver
0: that's like a loophole from the rest of the prices, which is awesome.
1: <laughs> I think it's pretty crazy because I talk with, like, my Florida State friends, my UF friends, I have no Miami friends, uh, about the prices of our season tickets. And, like, I show them where my seats are, and they're like – just blown away at like how know? much of a value it is because we are a top 25 team. We've been in the top 25 every year, at least once. Every, were we in the top 25 last year? I don't know. We Good question. Hold up. Let me look this up. Two seconds. Because we were in 17, 18, 19, 20.
0: I feel like we could have slipped in at 25 just with the Florida All right, five
1: five out of the last six years at the very least. Top 25. That's a top 25 program. Yep. And for the price that we pay for our tickets, it's like nothing. I I would be fine paying double what we pay. Me too. Don't – wait. Don't say
0: (laughs) that. Terry, you're No, I'm with you, dude. It's a great value. I would pay more. If you go to, like, one game, it's worth it. and Just sell the rest. You make money. So – If you don't have season tickets, you're actually losing money. I'm gonna say that right now. And it's actually true. All right, hold on. All right, while you're looking up up. whatever you're doing, I've been on a trailblazer bowl bonanza the last few weeks. It's so good and it's so healthy. It just get a little meat, a little potatoes, a little eggs, a little avocado, and like some green stuff in the middle. And it is delicious. And I think it's like seven hundred calories or something like that. So if you haven't tried the Trailblazer Bowl. At first watch, definitely do that.
1: Hurry up, we 2021, up. we were not in the top 20. So five out of the last six years. More than most can say. Yeah,
0: especially for a, a G5 school, which we are no longer. As soon as we go into the Big 12, the ticket price are going to skyrocket next year. You're going to be able to resell your tickets for way more than you paid because These teams actually travel. They have fan bases. There's no two lanes. There's no temples. There's no ECUs. There's no USFs. Every single game is going to be a destination game because these teams don't get to travel to Florida ever. This is going to be like the best. Yeah, they're going to
1: look at the schedule and and go, oh, this is the one I need to go to. And they've been
0: playing the same stupid teams for like 10
1: years hence driving up ticket prices.
0: Exactly. I like
1: this. You know, I didn't I really didn't consider this. I, I really really like this angle that you're taking.
0: Dude, it's we're the premier destination just as like every new opponent we have is going to be fun to go to. Well, they only get a couple. I don't think there's going to be a huge demand to go to Cincinnati or Houston or Utah or wherever. It's going to be UCF, especially with how big of a splash we've made, like you said, in the last six years, being ranked five out of the last six. It's a no-brainer. Buy more
1: tickets. you're right. You're right. (laughs) I need to buy more. I just gave up my cheap ones. What? You gave up the family pack? Look, so the resale on those, I, I like, barely made my money back with I have it, too. I I lose money. I made all of my money on the the lower bowls that i have well it's not too when I say make money I, I end up going to the games that i go to for free that's that's why you know i have season tickets it's a freaking four hour drive and i have a one-year-old like
0: i forget to resell it's not all exactly of my easy to just so go to a feel game better i lose money on all of them but my family four pack is like kind of goal line but not end zone view like side zero yard line view and they're like three hundred dollars it's going to be a gold mine once we're in the Big 12, even if they jack up the prices.
1: All right. That's all I got this week. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Yes. Enjoy. When you're around your Thanksgiving table, make sure and talk about one night stand to all your family and friends.
0: All right. Real, real quick, let's talk about what we're thankful for. I'll go first. I am thankful for the college football playoff committee taking a little bit of stress off the very confusing conference championship game scenario that we were facing heading into our um, final 1-I-4 game. I'm very thankful for the committee, and like I said earlier, I feel like that was a some had something to do with Terry. I'm just going to stick with that. Moo, what are you thankful and, for? And I'm
1: thankful for UCF Twitter. Look, without you guys, my days at work would be a little more boring than they are normally, and... You know, I, I would love to interact some more with you guys, but I'm a little, uh, I don't know, I guess reserved with some of my thoughts, whereas you were more of like a shoot from the hip kind of Twitter guy. Wait, you don't get to
0: 18,000 followers without saying a bunch of dumb shit.
1: <laughs> so, I don't know. I mean, we're like, that that's both of our personas that, there in a that, the nutshell. That, that's
0: been our friendship for, what, like 26 years or something? <laughs>
1: But yeah, for sure. Like I'm super thankful for you guys, and you know my family and all that. But <laughs> I mean, duh. No, I'm just I'm just joking. And um, my dogs.
0: Thank you guys for listening. Oh, we're also I'm thankful for you guys for listening. We appreciate it. We wouldn't do this without you. So, uh, you know, thank you. And man, next time we talk to you, it. <laughs> It's going really so to be really good or, or, or really, really bad. bad. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
1: we got that one. That's Go. why we're fans, though.
0: <laughs> You're right, man. All right. Go Knights.
1: Charge on. chance. get that, that money. money might
0: have been one of the worst ones we've ever had that's on me
1: do we need a redo all right well this isn't live all right all right, all right. <laughs> i'm ready go let's
0: get, get that, that money, money. <laughs> that was worse, that's right. worse right. for me. Right. i don't know you Dirt. always make, make you like it sound good. you held it so long though all right one more time <laughs> all right hold on hold on i gotta stop laughing <laughs> Three, two, one. Let's Let's get that that money. money. (laughs) You're saying get that money too quick.
1: All right. All right. Let's do the whole thing over again.
0: Three, two, one. We're going to take I
1: I said the whole thing. I didn't know that meant the recap. All right. All right. Just go. We're going to take Iowa State plus nine and a half versus TCU and Tulsa plus twelve against Houston. Let's get, get that money. money. It was Finally. we
0: didn't have the rhythm of like you recapping the picks, and that kind of threw my timing off. Good call.
1: It's crazy how much the rhythm. We're either like really on, or if one of us messes up at like any point, it's just like. <laughs> Everyone starts messing up Like back and forth Back and forth Cause it's like I start thinking about Like how
0: I messed up Or how it's funny That you did And then I'm not Paying attention And then it just (laughs) The whole thing Just unravels But uh, it's fun